It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Look, I'm not saying I know the answers at center. I'm not saying that at all. But the Magic have options at center. And and isn't that a good thing? On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to dive into those options at center. How Mo Bamba has started to play really, really well. He's looked pretty impressive so far. And why that doesn't mean he's unseated Wendell Carter. And why Wendell Carter is someone you should be paying attention to. We'll get to all that today on Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic today. Is October 6, 2021. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Daily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to chat a little bit about the center position. Wendell Carter, why he is poised for a big season or why, why he is some, not someone that you should look past on this young Magic team. And Mo Bamba, how he is trying to make the most of a fresh start and perhaps a last chance. We'll get to all that coming up here in a moment. But before we do any of that, I do remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. By searching Gravity Download Podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering the Lando Magic with this crucial detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the New Orleans Pelicans ahead of tonight's game? Check out our friends at Locked On Pelicans. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there's a Locked On podcast for you. To search or have you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Before we get going in today's show, I do want to thank you all for making Locked On Magic your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, Well, whether we're your first listen or your second listen or whatever listen we are, we truly appreciate all of you. Remember, you can subscribe to Locked On Magic wherever you download podcasts, plus subscribe on YouTube as well. There will be YouTube-exclusive content coming soon, including today. Today at 7.30, I'm going to do a live YouTube pregame show of the Orlando Magic and the New Orleans Pelicans. So come with your questions. We'll do. We'll have some fun on YouTube uh, for at least, the, uh, at least a, a little bit before the game tips off. Really, really, really looking forward to it. But the matter at hand today is the center position, a position that is sort of gone a little bit by the wayside um, in some respects, a position that uh, uh, is somewhat overlooked. Um, I'm playing around with graphics here. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm, I'm trying some things out. Um, that, that can be a little bit overlooked. Um, you know, the Magic have been pretty solid at center for the last two decades now almost, but between Dwight Howard and then Nikola Vucevic, although it took the Magic a little while to figure out that Nikola Vucevic is actually a pretty good center. Um, but 
the Magic have this real interesting debate at center. Um, they drafted Mo Bamba, obviously, with the sixth pick ahead of Wendell Carter. And so this, you know, quote-unquote position battle going on between the two um, is an intriguing one. Um, Wendell Carter, which, you know, you can go back into our archives and actually see what I thought about Wendell Carter in the draft process, has really developed into this sort of jack-of-all-trades. Um, you know, sort of, uh, sort of, you know, that's a, that's kind of a trope that you see a lot um, in draft prep. But Wendell Carter, you know, has really good at a lot of different things. Um, and because he's really good at a lot of different things, but isn't necessarily elite or at the top of the list uh, for many of them, he kind of gets forgotten. It's very easy to have wandering eyes, and especially now that he can become a restricted free agent at the end of the season, it is a little bit easier to have some wandering eyes and to, and to think maybe Wendell Carter isn't the guy. Um, I'm not going to sit here and argue that question. I think that the, 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 the season is going to play itself out. Um, you know, what we may have the the debate later on before the, the deadline about whether the Magic should extend Wendell Carter personally. Um, I like Wendell Carter a lot. I've liked what I've seen from him. Um, but I do think that you let the season play out. I think you need to get a, a little bit more information. The fact that he hasn't played more than I think it's 54, 60 games um, in any year of his career is a little bit concerning. He's got to prove that he can actually make it through an NBA season. But there's a lot to like about Wendell Carter. And I think in the rush to kind of try and reclaim Mo Bamba, who, yes, has a little bit of a higher ceiling. And by a little bit, I mean a lot of a higher ceiling uh, and a lot more potential. In, in this rush to make Mo Bamba out to be uh, this reclamation project that is the future of the Magic at Center, I think it's easy to forget that Wendell Carter is still very, very good. Um, Wendell Carter had, you know, again, very limited minutes with the Orlando Magic uh, when he played for them last year. Had a really solid run. Um, you know, and it, it, in 22 games with the Magic last year, he averaged 11.7 points per game and 8.8 rebounds per game. He shot 51% from the floor. Um, and, and and all this, you know, still playing a relatively meager 26 and a half minutes per game. He dealt with some injuries there. He got poked in the eye, had to wear glasses for a while. Uh, and then the Magic certainly, almost certainly, shut him down a little bit early when he had a minor injury um, to kind of preserve their tank because Carter was a guy that made their defense a whole lot better and helped them win. Um, so obviously you know, Magic kind of had to figure some stuff out there. But Wendell Carter's clearly a player who can still expand his game. Um, he talked about at media day about how the Magic had asked him to kind of begin expanding his range to get out to the three-point line a little bit more, um, how they plan to maybe use him and a lot more switching. And we saw in Monday's game how much more the Magic switched defensively, um, trying to use him more on the perimeter. Uh, but at the end of the day, what makes Bamba, or sorry, what makes Carter, see, it's easy to slip, slip of there, what makes Carter so interesting is that versatility, is that he's already a ready-made defensive player. Last year, uh, after the all, after the trade deadline, the Magic had a defensive rating 116.8 points per 100 possessions. With Wendell Carter on the floor, it was 112.8. Nearly four points better. Now, the Magic defense, not good at 112.8, but with Carter being on the floor, it was four points per 100 possessions better. So even though Carter is not a highlight real shot blocker, even though he is not this wonderkind offensive, offensively, or this potentially floor-spacing center, which is what was really attractive about Bamba, Carter does a lot of really solid things. I think it's really important that he not get forgotten. Um, again, Monday night was a great example. Monday night, Bamba did kind of get forgotten a little bit because Bamba had a really good game, but Carter also 
I thought played pretty well. Um, you know, I think he eased into the game a little bit more. He was certainly wasn't assertive or aggressive, but had a really nice move, had a really nice uh, read where uh, he flared out for a three pointer and drained a three. And, and that's something that he's really worked on and you can tell, and, 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 you know, it'll be interesting to see if that confidence remains. Um, but Wendell Carter is still a really solid option. I thought he played solid defense throughout the course of the game. Um, you know, again, still, I think getting used to the new defensive system as everyone is. Carter is just solid. Um, and the potential for that versatility defensively to be able to defend multiple positions, to be able to defend well already is a big reason why Wendell Carter is still the favorite to start at center. Now, is he the long-term option? Has he proven that he can be a full-time starter on a playoff team? I don't think that's to be determined. I don't think that that is in stone. But it's also clear that Carter can continue to get better. Carter has areas of his games that he can improve upon, that he can be better at. And so in all this, you know, hubbub about who are the Magic's core, who are the guys this team really wants to build around, and yes, there's a contract decision to be made either by October 18th or in the offseason, Wendell Carter has to figure at least into the calculation, into the, into the conversation. Maybe not fully in there yet. Maybe you can come to different conclusions. But Carter is still really good. Carter still has a lot that he can give and certainly more that he can grow into. If Car Wendell Carter really has added that three-point shot consistently, then you know he's not a Nikola Vucevic-level shooter, but he becomes a really solid shooter for this team. He becomes a player who can contribute at a very high level, a player who can give a lot to this team. It's hard to like get into details with Wendell Carter because what he does is so is usually pretty subtle and not something that necessarily shows up, shows up in, stat, in the stat sheet. He is not going to drop you 20 points on any given night, but even last year, the Magic saw the impact that he could make. And so as we continue on here, as we get through this preseason, as we begin to learn this new team, keep an eye on Wendell Carter. Keep an eye on the little things he does defensively. Keep an eye on his improvements as an offensive player, whether he can truly assert himself a little bit more. He sets really good screens. Again, just does all the little things that you're not going to find on a stat sheet. You can only find it by watching these games. And Wendell Carter's not going anywhere right now. He's probably going to be the Magic's starting center this season. But of course, a lot of the talk after Monday's game belonged to Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba has an interesting storyline in and of him itself. We'll talk a little bit about Mo and, and what to expect from him and what's on the line for him coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about sweat block. Sweat block wipes are doctor created and doctor rec recommended. They work up to seven days per use and they come with the dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray show by firefighters and it's the best seller on Amazon for the past 10 years with more than 13,000 reviews. In fact, it's currently number one in Amazon's anti-persement category. I didn't even know they had that, but I guess Amazon has everything and Sweatblock is number one in one of those categories. It's incredible. If you're like me, you live here in Central Florida. And while the temperature is starting to creep down, it's still in the 80s. It's still really hot. And if you spend any time outside, you're inevitably going to sweat. And whether you're Going, on, going to a date, meeting with friends, going to work. If you're outside for any mo minute of time, sweat, sweat's your enemy. 
It's going to come back and haunt you. Sweat block is that gives you the confidence to wear what you want. It's a must have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or any other meeting. If you or someone you love deals with excessive sweat, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Like I said, number one on Amazon in the antiperspirant category. Today's podcast also brought to you by your pals at Sleeper. Look, fantasy basketball is not fun. We all want it to be fantasy football. We all want the simplicity of it, but basketball is a complicated sport. There's a lot more stats to worry about. There's a lot more impacts in the game. And of course, there are a lot more games themselves. Most of the times when you're playing these head-to-head fantasy basketball leagues, you get uh, these matchups that are seemingly unbalanced. In fact, really, there's only one strategy at all. You draft your team, you log in every day, you make sure that all your players are playing, and occasionally you have to make some roster decisions. Occasionally you have to say, huh, this guy at the end of my bench, which one do I play? Which one do I sit today? Oh, he's got a back-to-back tomorrow. I'll, I'll play him then. That's no fun. If you like fantasy sports, you love it for the strategy. You love it for being able to put those guys into the game when you want to. And of course, with like fantasy football, you only have one week to get it right. So Sleeper has made fantasy basketball work again. No more of this daily checking. No more of this putting your lineup in just based on who's playing. This is a real strategy game. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. And Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count toward their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games or whether you forgot to log in that day and change your lineup are done. In Game Picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on whatever you want. Player matchups, home versus away, opponent defensive rating, shoot, national TV. We all know Michael Petrus always showed up in the national TV games. You play him then, you don't play him against Charlotte. Sorry, Charlotte. Sleeper crack the fantasy basketball code if you love playing fantasy football. And if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. So, obviously, Wendell Carter. You know, I I went about seven and a half minutes on Wendell Carter. Not the sexiest guy to talk about. Um, for lack of a better term, not the, not the, the biggest name out there. He's just really, really solid and you can easily miss Mo Bamba. On the other hand, look, I'm not going to sit here and deny Mo Bamba's ceiling is way higher than Wendell Carter's. If I am sitting in the draft room today and I'm picking between Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter, and I'm picking purely on potential, I'm still picking Mo Bamba even after everything he has been through. But of course you can't look at it without the context of what Mo Bamba has been through. The struggles that he has had, and just, frankly, the poor fit that he's had with the Magic here um, in his three-year career to this point. Mo Bamba undoubtedly is heading into a big season. Uh, His contract is up. His future in the NBA is very, very much at stake. He has to prove that he is at least a rotation-level player, that he has grown enough to do that. And as Rob Hannigan at one point said, uh, you kind of know who guys are by the end of their rookie contracts. Of course, Mo isn't 
quite that. Um, Mo has had a lot of bad luck. Injury in his rookie year that knocked him out for the last half of the season when the Magic made their playoff run. Um, really, just as he was starting to look comfortable again. Um, summer league that that summer, he sprained his ankle, missed a lot of missed pretty much all of summer league. He played a game and a half. Um, was still dealing with it heading into still dealing with is- issues from his injured leg from the previous season heading into training camp. Lost the summer, lost the training camp. Key developmental time. Just as he was getting himself back into real shape, just as he was getting himself back into rhythm, the season goes on break because of the pandemic. He contracts COVID. He struggles with, he's kind of a, I don't know if he's officially a long-term COVID, uh, long-haul COVID person. Um, I don't know if that's what it's called. I don't know if he had long-haul COVID, but he struggled to get his conditioning back and struggled uh, to kind of find his footing. And of course, by then, the Magic, you know, when they drafted him, probably envisioned that he'd understudy under Nikola Vucevic for a year, and then they'd promote him to the starting lineup as they began the rebuild. And said the Magic made the playoffs, and said the expectations changed, and the Magic didn't have time to wait on a raw, scrawny seven-footer. The needs for the Magic changed dramatically. If the Magic would have had Wendell Carter, they wouldn't need Ken Birch. Wendell Carter does a lot of things Ken Birch does really, really well. This is sort of the reality of Mo Bamba's career to this point. He has shuffled from promising to on the back burner very, very, very quickly. It's not that he hasn't necessarily played well when he's been in. He, he puts up numbers. And, you know, he was the only player to get a base game for the Magic. Uh, it was, what, 13 points, 10 rebounds, four blocks. Really strong game. You can see, and, he, and he's playing with a lot of confidence. He knows what's at stake this season. He knows what's at stake for him this year and that he has to prove himself, that he has to be in the rotation, that he has to, frankly, challenge for the starting position, starting job. This is all something that Mo has to accomplish this year. And again, it's, you know, again, returns Monday, we're really good. And we want to see it happen again Wednesday. But Mo has a lot riding on this season. Look, you give him the minutes, he's going to put numbers up. He is a good shooter. He's smart at knowing when to pop and where to pop. He's generally smart about taking shots. He's generally smart about working his way around the basket. With the added strength that he has had, and he does look much bigger than he has before, he's going to be able to finish around the rim a lot more. He said at media day, one of the things that he was working on was finishing at the rim. He wants to be better at the rim. And he understands what's being asked. of him. But this is also a very, very different team. And gone is kind of the strict structure that Steve Clifford had. Gone are, frankly, the winning expectations. And that is a much better environment for Mo to get his feet back under him, to reclaim his career. This is a big opportunity for Mo Bamba, obviously. This is, this is a huge thing that he has to take advantage of, that he has to make the most of. It's not necessarily going to be easy. But Bamba is eager for the challenge. And frankly, that's the most exciting part. Mo Bamba knows what's at stake right now. He knows what he has to accomplish. He knows what has to get done. And he seems up for the challenge. He seems eager to tackle that challenge. That is a huge thing. That is not nothing. And whether Bomb is able to do this or not is really up to him. It really sounds like Jamal Mosley is going to give him every opportunity to do so. He's really put a lot of work with Bomba in the short time that he's been in Orlando to help him prepare for this moment. And so there's obviously a lot that... There's a lot's been given to Mo again. 
he's had to, the, you know, he's been unlocked a little bit. He's been let free. And Bamba said it really himself when I asked him about the defense, about what's different about the defense. And he said, it's more about principles and less about structure. And he thinks that that's going to help him out a lot. Well, we'll see. Of course, the proof is in the play. And again, Bamba's first game against the Celtics was pretty solid. Looked more energetic, looked more sure of himself, looked like he knew exactly what he was trying to do and exactly where to be and exactly what to do. And sure, there are some moments where he was late. There's still some moments where his head gets turned around where he's, you know, thinking a little bit too much, but sure seems like he's reacting a lot more and thinking a lot less. And that that is the key to him unlocking his defense. But he has to deliver. You know, again, he's a free agent at the end of the year. His place in the NBA is not guaranteed. He has shown enough to get chance after chance after chance after chance to really believe that, yeah, that potential is all there. But now he has to deliver consistently. So far, so good. And Mo seems up for the challenge. We'll talk a little bit about the Orlando Magic's upcoming game against New Orleans Pelicans. What to expect in preseason game number two coming up here in just a moment. But first, again, once again, for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. We know that the, that there are a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of things you could be listen, listening to, and I'm glad just to be in your rotation. Um, whether you listen once a week, twice a week, three times a week, or listen every single day. But we appreciate you your listen no matter when you do it. But for those of you that make us your first lesson, we really do appreciate it. Remember, Locked On Magic is free and available on all platforms, including now YouTube. You can subscribe to us wherever you download podcasts or on YouTube. Today's podcast, also by pals at Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website and use your mobile device sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Atlanta Magic will take on the New Orleans Pelicans in preseason game number two tonight at 8 o'clock. Should be a good time as the, uh, if you get it on League Pass. We'll have coverage of it, of course, on, on Locked On Magic as well as on Orlando Magic Daily tomorrow. My plan, of course, if you didn't hear at the beginning of the show, we'll be doing a pregame show on YouTube. It'll be a YouTube exclusive at 7.30 p.m. Uh, we'll do we'll do a, you know 30 minutes leading up to y'all, answer your questions, chat a little bit about what to expect uh, from the game itself. Um, maybe even bleed into the first, probably first maybe six minutes of the first quarter 
Um, so we'll we'll hang out and watch the game a little bit. Um, I, I will not stream it on my computer because that would be illegal and I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but uh, for those that are able to watch, those that are able to listen on the radio, we'll talk a little bit about the Magic, what we're seeing, and, and what, what to expect as the Magic continue on. So what should you expect when the Magic take on the New Orleans Pelicans? You know, I'm not going to dive too deep into the Pelicans as an opponent. They had an interesting game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, but you know, Brandon Ingram's obviously pretty solid. I think he knows how to pace himself, knows what he knows how to get himself ready for the season. So I don't think we'll see him at his full, uh, full Brandon Ingramness. Uh, Devontae Graham is still getting used to things over there in New Orleans as well. Um, Jonas Valanciunas, I believe, is expected to make his preseason debut after missing the first game against Minnesota. Uh, Zion Williamson is still out, I believe, with a foot injury. But again. Right now at this stage of the preseason, the opponent's not important. Um, I'm not worried about the opponent. I'm worried, you know, the thing I, the thing about the opponent is I want to see them, um, you know, see how they attack the Magic and, and so that the, so we can see how the Magic, you know, adjust uh, on the fly to uh, different looks, to teams doing different things, to te- teams trying to counter what they're doing. That stuff is valuable, but it's not worth breaking down the opponent to say like, okay, the Magic need to make sure they do this against Brandon Ingram because – the result's not important again. here again. Look, I had some people say, I can't believe we're celebrating a loss on Monday. And it was just like, guys, the Magic were up five with five minutes to go. They pulled their regular rotation players. They put their G League roster out there. I'm not losing sleep over the Magic when it, uh, losing that game. They played really, really well. I was really, really happy with how they played and the energy that they brought. So number one, the biggest thing that the Magic have to do in this game is continue to bring that energy. Continue to bring the intensity that they brought into Monday's game. But, you know... This is this team's got to be like the heart and hustle team. They've got to bring energy every single night. They got to outwork every team. They got to be willing to dive on the floor. And we saw that throughout the course of Monday's game. Even if you make a mistake, make a hard mistake. You know, go at it hard. Be aggressive. If you're going to make mistakes, be aggressive. Don't be unsure. Don't be unsettled. Go after it. And I think that's really, really important. I think again, I think that's what the Magic did in Monday's game. I was, I was again really, really happy with the effort that they put in, you could really see just the energy that they had. And again, that energy has been a huge theme throughout the course of training camp so far. The other thing I'm interested in is whether the Magic continue to shoot the three ball so well. Uh, I believe they were 17 of 40 from beyond the arc. They shot 40.5% from beyond the arc in in Monday's game. We don't think of this Magic team as a three-point shooting team. Um, that's, that's not who they are, but the three-point shot is really what helped the Magic take a lead in the third and fourth quarter. Um, and really kept them in the game because, um, you know, their offense was naturally preseason bad. They had 26 assists on 37 field goal makes. So a lot of those threes were coming off driving kicks or coming off of their ability to move the ball and get open looks. Moritz Wagner hit a couple threes. Cole Anthony obviously hit his share of threes. Um, Jalen Suggs hit a, couple, hit a three. Uh, there were a lot of, the, you know, they had a lot of guys that were able to hit shots from the outside. And again, I, I don't think this Magic team will have three-point shooters that defenses will necessarily respect quite yet. Um, but they have guys who can hit open shots. Um, the issue, of course, is consistency. And that's always the thing with young teams. Can young players do can young players be consistent every single night? The best players, you know what you're getting from them every single night. And there's very, you know, there might be some deviations up, but there's very rarely deviations down, maybe one or two times per year. Young players are always all over the place. They're just bouncing up and down between their averages, their career highs career lows, you know, going through long stretches where maybe they're struggling a little bit. You know, obviously we're talking very small sample sizes here. We're talking, you know, one game to the next one game, game one to game two. So we want to see a pattern established. I want to see if the magic are a good three point shooting team. 
Now, I'm not going to sit here and declare them a good three-point shooting team if they have another good three-point shooting night on Wednesday. Um, but it'll be more evidence that, okay, maybe something's a little bit different about either the way the Magic are getting their three-point shots and the way the Magic are operating their offense, or that the Magic actually do have some guys who can put the ball in the basket a little bit more and make some shots. It's been something this team has desperately, desperately, desperately needed. Obviously, this is a make-or-miss league. We're going to see if this team can hit shots, and that's really, really a big deal for the Orlando Magic to be able to hit shots at that rate. The other thing I want to see is I want to see both Franz Wagner and Jalen Suggs look a lot more comfortable. Um, I think that that is, you know, I think they both showed some nerves. I think they both had some moments where they looked a little unsure of themselves and and, and dealing with the kind of the atmosphere. Um, you know, I think they would even admit there were a little bit of nerves there too. Um, but they, I want to see them continue to do the good to do good things. I thought Jalen Suggs did a lot of really good things defensively. I thought he passed the ball really well, just kind of managed himself a little bit better and, and then picked his spots to really to really get after. I want to see him be a little bit more aggressive and look for himself a little bit more. Um, Franz Wagner, um, you know, I think Coach Jamal Mosley said after the game uh, or, or at some point during the game that, you know, Franz, it was, it was after the game, that Franz did really good things. He was good defensively, good in passing lanes, good at moving the ball. Didn't shoot the ball particularly well, one for five, I believe, and one for four from beyond the arc. But, um, you know, if he can get his feet under him, I think he can be, you know, I think he, he will have a really solid, solid uh, season um, and, and begin to kind of show why the Magic made him the pick. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things I like about Franz Wagner. I don't think he's necessarily an all-star player, uh, an all-star level player, but he he's going to be able to do really some, some good things. We just need to get him comfortable and get him back in rhythm. And I think that's what a lot of this preseason is about. Um, you know, again, it's preseason game number two. Um, I think you kind of just still let the ball roll out and play. You want to see them improve on their defense, get their, their, their rotations a little bit cleaner. Um, you know, again, really cement the fun, fundamentals and foundations of what this team wants to be. We saw a lot of that on Monday. If we get another similar effort to what we got Monday night um, and continue to kind of tighten things up, um, I think this will be a, a really good preseason game. I think the Magic will be well on track to be ready for the regular season. Tip-off from the Smoothie King Center is at 8 p.m. The game is only available on NBA League Pass or the legal streams if you can find them. Um, but uh, we'll have a complete recap, of course, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well as here on Locked On Magic tomorrow. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, um, uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can also now find us on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube where we will be doing some exclusive YouTube shows, including tomorrow. Tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we'll do our pregame show for the Magic and Pelicans on YouTube. Um, I'll take your questions. We'll, we'll, chat a little, we'll chat a little bit. Um, that way I'll, I'll try and have some fun stuff planned as well. Um, but we'll chat some more London magic basketball ahead of the magic's game against the Pelicans. That'll be YouTube exclusive. So subscribe to the YouTube channel locked on magic. Um, we'll go live at seven 30. I'm also planning to do another live Spotify green room on the YouTube channel as well. Um, so you can log in on Spotify green room as well as on YouTube at 5 p.m. on Thursday. Well, that's going to do it again for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We'll have a complete recap of Wednesday's game against the Orleans Pelicans on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross. We'll see you all again for another episode of Locked on Magic.
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.